I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today we are going to be going over one mini story and then spending the bulk of this episode discussing some updates about the war in Ukraine as well as kind of periphery issues. And then we are going to end off with a story about Trump's lawyers sitting down with the Department of Justice. This whole episode, start to finish, is pretty juicy and pretty intense, so buckle up and let's jump into it. So for our mini story, Chris Christie throws his hat in the ring. So this news came out after I had written today's episode, so we'll definitely dive into the story further tomorrow, but I'm officially busting out my popcorn after this announcement. The Republican primary is set to be juicy, you guys. Chris Christie has been very vocal over the past few years when it comes to Republican commentary, and he is a very well-respected voice in the Republican Party. This stage is getting crowded, but everyone brings something different and interesting to the table, so let's talk more on this tomorrow, and if I have more to tell you guys on Mike Pence tomorrow, we'll jump into that as well. Hello, listener. This is Chris and Rosie Ramsey here, hosts of the Shagged, Married, Annoyed podcast. Now, we've been podcasting for a few years now. Four years. years four, you said going on, on five. five yeah. yeah. We absolutely love it. We really, really do. Not do. only, it gives us a chance to have a proper conversation without the kids. Mm-hmm. Stops we're looking at my phone all day. Outside of this podcast, most of our lives is kids and looking at my phones. So yes, this is this is us living our best part of our lives. Yeah, we've had so much fun doing it. We've built a lovely community with you guys listening right now as well. We have indeed. Now, if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, we cannot recommend it enough. And the perfect place to start yours is with Acast. Acast have got it all. One click sharing to all listening apps, market leading insights and monetization through advertising, lucrative, lucrative sponsorships and subscriptions. Start or switch your podcast to Acast to join the same network as us and 92,000 more shows that love Acast as well. 92,000. Mm-hmm. Join Acast with a three-month free trial using the code SMA, that's S-M-A. Just visit go.acast.com slash join. Okay, and for our first story today, of course, like I mentioned, we are going to be spending a big chunk of this episode basically going over different updates that relate to Russia and the war in Ukraine. Let's jump into it. So first up on the agenda, Russia is finally feeling the heat. So like we've mentioned before, for so long, this war had really been out of sight, out of mind for a lot of Russians. But now they're starting to feel the heat firsthand as Ukraine begins its long-awaited spring offensive, quote unquote. It's June. 
But I think this is the, you know, mounting attack that they had been kind of alluding to for quite some time and using the term spring offensive. So we are seeing violence right across the border. You know, of course, we talked about basically some bombing that went on in Moscow. But now we're seeing violence ramping up in southern areas of Russia right across the border from Ukraine. So basically, the Ukrainian government is sick of playing defense. And, you know, all of the violence has been ramping up quite a bit in Ukraine. But as we've covered recently, Ukraine is now shifting into an offensive mode and they have been striking areas of Russia right across the border. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted if there's anything to update you guys on in terms of their spring offensive. But it's here. And next up in news related to the war, a dam breaks. Literally. So there was a dam in southern Ukraine that was reportedly exploded by Russia. This has obviously created widespread flooding and serves as a threat to both humans and the ecosystem generally in this area. Scenes of flooded streets and buildings are coming through photographs as families are wading through thigh-high waters. The zoo, playgrounds, restaurants are all being flooded. What's more, there is a power plant that is also impacted by this flooding. Basically, this plant requires the water to help cool down the machinery and the fuel. Without it, it may not be able to function. The flooding is actually so severe that the Crimean Canal could also be impacted. So this is not just an inconvenience. It is a very serious situation. The Red Cross is in the area, however, handing out supplies and providing shelter to anyone displaced by the floods. Ukraine is also sending vehicles that can wade through the water. Ukraine is, of course, blaming Russia, and Russia-based bloggers are blaming Ukraine. But it seems that this was indeed an attack by Russia. And then for our next story related to the war... I'm going to issue a content warning here. This one's just really depressing, if, if for lack of a better term, um, and it does involve neo-Nazis. So we have to ask ourselves now, is there truth to the Nazi propaganda being spewed by Russia? So I don't know if you guys remember, we covered this at the time, but towards the start of the war, there were a lot of excuses coming out of Russia about why they were compelled to attack Ukraine. None of them made a lot of sense or justified the invasion in any way. That said, there was one rumor that seemed especially strange to me, at least, that Ukraine is run by Nazis or Nazi sympathizers. That was one of the excuses that Russia gave. And I had never heard anything to this effect, so it just seemed pulled out of thin air. But just, you know, recently, Ukraine has posted a series of photos that do show Nazi iconography. So I wanted to walk through them and where they're posted and basically all that we know about these images to make sure that we're staying up on what exactly is going on here. So the first photo was posted to Ukraine's Defense Ministry's Twitter account, and it featured a Ukrainian soldier who appeared to be sleeping upright in a trench next to his weapon. 
He wore a fanny pack type bag, you know, as part of his uniform. And on this bag was a faint Totenkampf symbol, maybe pronouncing that wrong, but bear with me, across the Ukrainian flag. It was tiny, it was faint, but it was definitely there. The Totenkampf symbol is essentially a skull and crossbones, but it was widely used by the Nazis, especially this one particular version of the skull and crossbones that you can see on his fanny pack. That's the version that is in this photo, and it was particularly used by the guards who patrolled the concentration camps during Hitler's reign. So this has a deep anti-Semitic, you know, and white supremacist history. Once it was called out by pro-Russian bloggers, the defense ministry account took the photo down quietly. But there have been two other images posted of Ukrainian soldiers sporting Nazi iconography as well. A female soldier bore the black sun emblem. It's a kind of wheel looking symbol and has its roots in Norse and Celtic cultures. But the Nazis use this as a symbol of the idealized, supposed superior form of human. And the swastika is actually just a simplified version of this black sun symbol, or it's thought to be. A third image posted by Ukraine showed a Russian volunteer fighter in the Ukrainian army. So a Russian who volunteered for to fight on behalf of Ukraine. And he was wearing what's known as a Galazian patch. And it basically looks like, you know, sort of an iron on patch with a lion on it. And to the untrained eye, it wouldn't seem alarming at all. But it has a deep and complicated history. Essentially, this emblem represents a fraction of the Ukrainian army that once held far-right beliefs, aligned itself with, and fought on behalf of Hitler's Nazi Germany. Now, this emblem alone can represent a lot of different things, namely this fraction of the Ukrainian armed forces today, but it is also widely recognized as a white supremacist calling card. All of these images added up, added all together, were enough to leave people wondering, was there some basis to what Russia had been saying? It seemed like they were talking out of their ass, pulling excuses from thin air. But was there some basis in fact? I don't think we can say for sure yet, but this is something I'm definitely going to keep you guys posted on. Hey, sweetie, what do you think of our new car from Carvana? Think it can handle our busy family? Well, we have seven days to see. First, we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moonroof. We'll see if your drums fit in the trunk. Then we can pick up mommy's friends and check out that leg room. And we should really visit grandma. She's getting up there. That's like a whole lifetime in seven days. And like one busy family. With our seven-day money-back guarantee, you can confidently shop for cars 100% online. Visit Carvana.com for all terms and conditions. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. 
Hello, listener. This is Chris and Rosie Ramsey here, hosts of the Shagged Married Annoyed podcast. Now, we've been podcasting for a few years now. Four years. years four, you said going on five. On five yeah. yeah. We absolutely love it. We really, really do. Not do. only, it gives us a chance to have a proper conversation without the kids. Mm-hmm. Stops we're looking at my phone all day. Outside of this podcast, most of our lives is kids and looking at our phones. So, yes, this is, this is us living our best part of our lives. Yeah, we've had so much fun doing it. We've built a lovely community with you guys listening right now as well. We have indeed. Now, if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, we cannot recommend it enough. And the perfect place to start yours is with Acast. Acast have got it all. One click sharing to all listening apps, market leading insights and monetization through advertising, lucrative, lucrative sponsorships and subscriptions. Start or switch your podcast to Acast to join the same network as us and 92,000 more shows that love Acast as well. 92,000. Mm-hmm. Join Acast with a three-month free trial using the code SMA, that's S-M-A. Just visit go.acast.com slash join. And then, this is kind of loosely related to the war, but I think the timing is interesting, so I wanted to make you guys aware of it. A very prominent Russian spy has died in a U.S. prison. So there was a man named Robert Hansen who was an FBI agent who double-crossed the United States government, feeding information to Russia for decades. He is known as, quote, the most damaging spy in bureau history, end quote, and was serving a life sentence for his crimes. He was found unresponsive in his cell on Monday. His cause of death was not immediately known, He betrayed his country for about $1.4 million in cash, as well as diamonds and other forms of bank payments. He also told on a few KGB informants, so KGB guys who were informing the U.S., so he told on them to the Russian government, and two of them actually lost their life for their crimes, so he basically got them killed. And when Hansen was discovered, President Bush actually expelled 50 Russian diplomats from the U.S., and Russia responded in kind by expelling 50 of our diplomats. But this only led to further strain on the relationship between the U.S. and Russia. He was being held in what's called a supermax prison, so basically a place for the worst kinds of terrorists. For this reason, he, everyone being held there, you know, they're typically put in these solitary confinement situations for like 23 hours a day so that they cannot conspire together. This particular spy actually took a break from spying. He had done it for decades, um, but he took a break in the mid-80s. His wife actually walked in on him, elbow deep in his nefarious work. He confessed to her, and he even eventually confessed to a Catholic priest at one point. But he took the work back up again in 1985. Apparently, it was too much to resist. He had his hand in the cookie jar. And he was eventually identified based on voice memos he left for his Russian counterparts. They confirmed his identity by orchestrating a fake drop where Hansen showed up and was caught. He reportedly said, quote, what took you so long? 
So I definitely, you know, I don't necessarily think there was anything nefarious about his death, but I just thought the timing was interesting. Wanted to make you guys aware of who this guy was because I thought his whole, you know, life of betrayal was interesting. Anywho, onward and upward. Now we're going to discuss the Trump lawyers sitting down with the DOJ. So three lawyers who represent former President Trump spent two hours sitting down with the Justice Department on Monday. This meeting also included the head of the investigation, Jack Smith. It is rumored that this investigation is actually nearing its end, you guys. So Shortly following the meeting, Trump actually took to Truth Social, posting something that seemed to suggest he may be indicted soon by this investigation and, you know, its spinoffs. He wrote, quote, how can DOJ possibly charge me who did nothing wrong? End quote. And in a bizarre turn of events, there is actually a federal grand jury assembled in Florida that is already hearing witnesses. And it is just strange that it's happening in Florida. It is related to this investigation going on in D.C. I have to think that the Florida grand jury is related to the classified documents that were housed in Trump's Palm Beach residence. But it is unclear as to exactly what they're looking into. There was an incident involving a pool being drained improperly and conveniently it flooded a room that just so happened to hold all of the video footage from the security's cameras at Mar-a-Lago. A classic straight out of a movie moment. Based off this incident, it is suspected that investigators are looking into whether or not Trump's team deliberately flooded the room and tried to interfere with their investigation because they were actually seeking that exact video footage that just so happened to get flood damaged. What are the chances, right? Additionally, it is also important to note that Jack Smith was able to obtain a subpoena from a federal judge for records from one of Trump's attorneys. And in order to do that, basically it's violating attorney-client privilege. So to get this subpoena from the judge, Jack Smith would have had to prove that a crime was likely to have been committed based off of evidence, cold hard facts. So the fact that he was able to obtain that subpoena and get it approved does not bode well for Trump. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, safety isn't expensive, it's priceless. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from
Hello, listener. This is Chris and Rosie Ramsey here, hosts of the Shagged, Married, Annoyed podcast. Now, we've been podcasting for a few years now. Four years. years four, you said not going on five. On five yeah. yeah. We absolutely love it. We really, really do. Not do. only, it gives us a chance to have a proper conversation without the kids. Mm-hmm. Stops for looking at my phone all day. Outside of this podcast, most of our lives is kids and looking at our phones. So, yes, this is this is us living our best part of our lives. Yeah, we've had so much fun doing it. We've built a lovely community with you guys listening right now as well. We have indeed. Now, if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, we cannot recommend it enough. And the perfect place to start yours is with Acast. Acast have got it all. One-click sharing to all listening apps, market-leading insights and monetization through advertising, lucrative, lucrative sponsorships, and subscriptions. Start or switch your podcast to Acast to join the same network as us and 92,000 more shows that love Acast as well. 92,000. Mm-hmm. Join Acast with a three-month free trial using the code SMA, that's S-M-A. Just visit go.acast.com slash join. 